Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Featuring a truly inspirational customer relationship program from Quebec in Canada. SAQ is a retail brand and it is one of the best examples I've seen of using customer data in a way that's meaningful to both the customers and the business. Joining us today to explain all about the Inspire program is Naveen Barakat the CRM and brand lead for SAQ in Quebec, who explains how they have transformed their business from a traditional store to a digitally enabled relationship, which truly helps their customers choose better. I hope you enjoy my discussion with Naveen Barakat from SAQ in Quebec. With thanks to our friends in Comark for the wonderful introduction to Naveen. So, Naveen Barakat, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you very much, Paola. It's wonderful to reconnect with you, Naveen. We had a fantastic panel discussion together in Paris uh, in September 2022, just a few months ago. And you answered some amazing questions. And I was really impressed with the work that you're doing. So thank you for joining me today. Um, As you know, we love to talk about how to make our customers feel really good about our brands so that they feel more loyal, which I know is an important uh, difference to necessarily loyalty programs. And that's a topic we're going to get into today. But before we do that, um, we do always start with that opening question. So people like yourself, senior people in marketing with lots of CRM experience, tell us what is your favorite loyalty program? Well, well, without hesitation, it's for sure the Inspire program at SAQ. And I have to say from the start, we do not call it a loyalty program at SAQ. Rather, we call it a client relationship program. And -hmm. before I get into this, uh, I want to explain to you uh, what is SAQ, what it stands for. It's um, La Société des Alcools du Québec. Sure. It's a government own company mm-hmm. and uh, we sell alcoholic uh, beverages such as uh, wine and spirits. Yeah. Uh, it's across the province of Quebec in Canada. Mm. And um, as we are a state company and we control the distribution of alcohol, yeah. we introduced uh, our program not to entice customers to buy more, mm-hmm. but to help them choose better according to their taste profile. And, and that's really what the program is here for. Sure. 
Absolutely. And I think Inspire is a great name, Naveen. Um, absolutely what we all want when it comes to our favourite beverages. I think I confess to you, um, certainly champagne and gin would be two of my personal favourites. Um, but what I really did like, and thank you for explaining the ownership, because my French is not very good, but uh, Société des Alcools de Quebec, does that sound okay? Very good. Excellent. You got it. <laughs> There you go. So SAQ, we'll keep it like that for now. But the fact that it's owned by the government of Quebec, and I was looking actually at your LinkedIn page as well, it's absolutely incredible that the business performs so well. Um, and I saw a figure quoted of $1.226 billion as the contribution to the government of Quebec because SAQ was doing such a great job. You must be super proud of that. We're very proud of that. And um, it feels good also to know that we give back to the government. So just yeah. to give you an idea, our uh, annual sales at Asaku are close to $3.9 billion. Wow. And when we say that we give back to the government $1.3 billion, yeah. yes, that definitely uh, makes us uh, proud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you also, we employ uh, at SAQ 7,000, more than 7,000 employees. Wow. Um, to give you an idea, we have 800 uh, points of sales across the province. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we like also uh, talking about is the fact that we have a wide range of uh, wine and spirits. We have 15,000 uh, available SKUs mm -hmm. and they come from 76 uh, countries. So we're very wow. international there. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. And I know that your employees are very close to your heart, actually. And we're definitely going to talk about those as well, Naveen, in the course of today's conversation. But what I do really like is, you know, that clarity of purpose, because, of course, you know, um, it's a sensitive category I think you're working in. And I know from an ethical perspective, SAQ is extremely clear that there is no intention to drive more purchases. It's to actually make it a better purchase, to help people choose better. So that comes through in all of your communications and certainly in, again, the conversation we had with the, the Comark guys in Paris. The fact that you guys have managed to, I suppose, transform your business from really a very traditional retail business, you know, with lots of flyers and lots of printed, I'm guessing, coupons and, and who knows what kind of marketing, now to a highly personalized digital experience. So you've been on quite a journey since you joined SAQ. So tell us a bit about your own journey. When did you join the company? I joined the company in 2015, and I can remember very vividly that day. It was October 2015 because a couple of days before we launched the, the Inspire program. Okay. And so, so it's kind of my baby. Uh, I arrived at SAQ and, um, you know, I was responsible to make sure we launch it, but we developed that uh, CRM customer management relationship. We establish uh, communication with our customers. So mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you a bit about the Inspire program, and yes. then I'll get back to uh, how we do it in terms of uh, personalization and whatnot. Yeah. So our main goal with the Inspire program, like I said, is to really to enhance our customer experience and enable them to make better selection of wine and spirits mm -hmm. uh, according to their taste. So 
somebody like you, Paula, by swiping the card, we would be able to know that you actually like uh, gin and you actually like champagne. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, a store advisor swipes your card and then sees an offer for you, that offer will be tailored to what you, you've been purchasing. So mm -hmm. highly likely that you will see champagne and gin offers in there. Okay. And uh, so really what happens in terms of uh, our program, we base it on customer insight and personalization. And we can say that right now we have 1.9 million members mm -hmm. and that 63% of total sales are linked to the Inspire card. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So really healthy program. And yeah. when we measure a customer satisfaction level, we are at a steady 86%. So, wow. you know, that's a measure that says it all, really. Totally. My goodness. Wow. And I wonder, I mean, do, do you have the opportunity or do you ever think about measuring it for members of the Inspire program, you know, as distinct from people who are not members? Do you do you look at it holistically or do you tend to look at it um, in, in those kind of segments? So when we do... Um measurements uh, outside with, uh, you know, surveys, of course, we're going to compare those that are our clients, those that, that are members at SEQ with the Inspire program and those that are not. And mm. we can definitely see a difference of engagement uh, when we when we look at all the, the KPIs and, and survey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're very proud of that, huh? Yes, definitely. So tell us about the personalization. I know it has... Um, from what we talked about before, it has involved um, a dramatic amount of change. Um, I think digital transformation is the term that we all use. But am I right in remembering it was pretty much no CRM as such in place when you joined? Um, it was just starting and it was literally printed flyers, um, which were obviously generic and, and mass distribution. So tell us the journey you went on in order to, I suppose, first of all, capture relevant information. And then I guess how you're using it to really make your, your members feel that? Yeah. So at the launch of the Inspire program, uh, our goal was to be uh, in acquisition mode. So to try to get as many members as possible mm -hmm. and to be able to collect uh, as much transactional information as possible. And I have to say within three months, uh, it was amazing. We had already uh, a million members wow. and that allowed us six months later to start introducing uh, personalized offers, content, uh, you know, based on the purchase habit. Mm -hmm. So um, so we introduced those personalized offers, but we also introduced other uh, tools uh, that will help the customer in, its, um, in his journey. So for example, uh, if you forget the name of a bottle, Mm -hmm. You can go access uh, with your mobile app or online to the purchase history. So then you would remember, oh, yes, I tried that bottle uh, yeah. with this friend and I can tell the advisor, this is the one I want. Or uh, you can also look at your purchase profile. And this mm -hmm. is where you're going to understand uh, that you're more of a yeah. local buyer. Uh, you like orange wines, you like champagne, and mm -hmm. that also will guide uh, the advisor uh, with better recommendation for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to add something uh, for us that was also very important at the start of the program. We wanted to have a transparent approach with the customer. 
So whichever content the store advisor uh, sees by swiping the customer card, they will also um, the customer will also see exactly the same information whether uh, they see it in their personalized newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the mobile app. In mm-hmm. store, we have those uh, kiosks uh, where you can swipe your card and see that information or even online. So for us, it's a true omni-channel experience. Wow. But I'm happy we did so to emphasize on the transparent approach because as you know right now, uh, it's important to reassure that our customer that what information we get and collect from them Mm. Uh, this is the purpose we're using for, so they can see why we're using it, mm. and that's an increasingly important, spe- uh, you know, aspect when we see that there's a lot of privacy and security laws and rules that are coming into uh, effect. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we're happy that we've established it uh, from the start this way. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And and then to get to your question about how we moved from flyers to uh, emails and digital, um, I, I have to say in seven years, I'm very proud of how we've changed that approach. And we gradually moved away from mass promotion. We mm-hmm. totally cut uh, the flyers. So in a way, yes, we became more green, environmentally friendly by cutting the paper, but it really allowed us to significantly cut down our marketing budget. And we were still able to deliver relevant content and Mm -hmm. measure, uh, you know, the satisfaction level we wanted to see uh, for our customers. So so that, that in a sense was amazing too. Yeah. And I really like that transparency, Naveen, as a as a principle, because for me, there's very few programs that I actually feel the omni-channel experience. Like we talk about it as loyalty professionals, but if you are actually delivering that content across every channel, you mentioned the salespeople, and I want to ask you about those. Um, you mentioned the kiosk, obviously online, and again, on the phone, on the mobile application. And I remember you told me last time as well, Naveen, that the email feels so relevant to your members that it seems to have quite a dramatic impact when it lands in people's inbox every week. That's so true. So uh, every week we were able to create that, uh, you know, uh, some expected, uh, how would you say, rendezvous? That's what we say in Uh, French. Anticipation. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So every Thursday, uh, our customers know that they will receive a set, a new set of offers that is personalized to them and they're available for a week period. Okay. So I can say that, and it happens that you have delays or bugs and whatnot. So if we start sending the newsletters two hours later, yeah. I can tell you that we definitely get those calls in and they're saying, where, where are my offers? What's going on? I want to go. I, uh. I'm ready to shop. So, yeah. so yes, <laughs> they they do expect it. And I like the fact that it's refreshed every week. 
And and I like the fact that they call you looking for it. Like I honestly don't <laughs> I don't think I've ever called any retailer and said, you know, where's my email newsletter from you guys? Like that's a sense of anticipation that's absolutely extraordinary. And I get that the timing is perfect, of course, you know, Thursday leading up to the weekend and we're all starting to, to think ahead and look forward. But again, the fact that they are, are really kind of demanding it almost uh, means you're doing an exceptional job and that they're genuinely looking to, to receive it. Yes. And we, we try to also tell them, yes, we send them by email, but you have them also available on your application. And if you okay. swipe the card with your advisor, you'll have it. But for them, it's the pleasure of receiving their newsletter and they plan in advance what they're going to buy and then they go to the store. Yeah. And I guess the part that I was curious about then, Naveen, was if you've got that level of experience, like the fully digital experience, um, creating that um, awareness, it's fully personalized. So so I feel like if I was going into an SAQ store as an Inspire member, I probably don't really need the salesperson in that I know I like my champagne, I know I like my gin. So it's almost just that I'm going in to pick it up. So how do you feel or how do your salespeople feel about that level of personalization? And I guess, how does it impact their role in terms of, you know, servicing your customers and helping to to sell the products? Yes, well, I can tell you from the start, we did not introduce those tools to replace our salespeople. Mm-hmm. Even though that right now, what we see, we're all uh, lacking workforce. So th- those self-serve tools for sure will come handy. But initially, and you know, we did not uh, introduce them to replace our salespeople. We introduced them so that they can have tools that will make them give better advice so they can have a quick glimpse like you said at uh, your profile and directly you to you know the better choice mm. um so it really it's it makes them those tools we want to empower our force with those tools and it mm. will enable them to to make sounder um you know recommendation what it seems that you're experiencing, and it seems actually like a really wonderful experience, both for the salespeople and for the Inspire member, is that as much as the technology will generate these incredible recommendations, there seems to be um, added value that the human recommendation, like that that salesperson is somebody that they also want to have a direct relationship with in store. So, so it doesn't seem like one is replacing the other. And maybe there are situations and some segments of customers who do just want to come in and pick up something. But it still seems that the the, the human role is almost becoming even more important because it builds that relationship and that feeling that the member is, is known by the person who's taking care of them. Yes, and I can tell you that we feel it even more with the pandemic. So, you know, the first couple of ways of pandemic, everyone was scared, uh, People or customers would walk in uh, and come as fast as possible, pick the first bottle of wine they would see. Yeah. But right now, since we lifted all the restriction and whatnot, we see and we have those studies showing that they need to reconnect, rediscover the pleasure of shopping, uh, interact with humans. So uh, since this summer, it's been amazing to see that 
interaction again. Mm -hmm. And because they're craving it so much, um, we decided uh, to introduce the top product picks uh, by employees. So uh, the way it works is that employee can select the top pick of the week, uh, whether it's in store or online. And mm -hmm. then the customer sees that it's recommended by an employees and, you know, maybe they know them too. So they feel that it's uh, reassuring and they can discover new products uh, and buy one based on the review uh, of their employees. So wow. we decided to have those inspired choices and it's thanks to our employees that we can have that type of uh, interaction. What's occurring to me is that how much job satisfaction it must bring to your employees that their opinion is valued, it is being heard, and actually it's driving sales. Uh, it's driving sales. The client is um, is happy and they like to come back and, and talk to their advisor. They know them. Yeah. Um, I, I remember one quote uh, that one advisor said, and, and for that person, it was important to say, uh, you made me feel like a rock star. So the client came back to the store to say, I purchased this, this <laughs> and this product and you yeah. make me feel like a rock star when I went to my, you know, dinner and I came with all those great recommendations. So, so, so that type of, uh, wow. it, it's a really empowering. Uh, yeah. 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 And it builds the trust, Naveen, because as you said, of course, actually, you know, finding enough employees sounds like it's a really big challenge in Quebec right now. So to, to make them feel that they are being um, valued to that extent must drive incredible employee loyalty as well as customer loyalty. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's the goal. A happy client and happy employees. Incredible. I love it. So tell us then about the technology, Naveen. This sounds pretty complex. I'm going to be honest, you know, in terms of the CRM capabilities that you must need, um, again, to deliver the personalization at such scale, uh, to deliver it in an omni-channel environment. And again, on this show, lots of people talk about those things. And very rarely do I have somebody coming on saying, within our business, we're actually delivering it. So, so tell us a bit about the, the journey that you've had with technology in order to achieve this? Well, you did say it uh, since we um, uh, send one-to-one -one offers to customers and we were saying we're talking to 1.9 million every week uh, of customers and they they receive 1.9 million different offers. So it's a highly sophisticated personalization tools that we need. It is critical that we have the technology behind it. And, and for that, you do need investment and you do need resources. And I, I often laugh about it, but my two best friends at SIQ are in fact the IT and yeah. the business intelligence leads. Without them and without their teams, yeah. uh, I wouldn't be able to offer that truly unique one-to-one -one marketing uh, content that is relevant to our customers. So, yeah. so, so that's important. Uh -huh. And I say that for us, we continually look for ways to improve our customer experience. So uh, we are uh, currently working on ensuring that our system speaks 
to one another uh, in order to provide our customer with that omnichannel experience. So we started, but we still have uh, more to come. Mm -hmm. So we want the customer, for example, to view the inventory, the offers, the, the new product release, uh, no matter where they access it from. So they, they have the same view. Wow. And uh, the the next uh, evolution or the next, uh, you know, milestone we want to reach is to be able to uh, offer faster online delivery service. Okay. And, uh, and then this way, uh, double the number of products we have available uh, online. So that's, uh, that's wow. another, yes, we look forward uh, to that part. So what kind of time frame are you working with and, and what are you working towards, Naveen? Uh, so... We look for, you know, in terms of time frame, it can, it will take whatever it takes. So is it in a year? Is it in two years? It's still being uh, evaluated and we want to do it the right way. But to do it the right way, we also need uh, the back end to support us. So our supply chain needs to be yeah. looked at to be able to do this. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big project. Mm -hmm. And uh, it may take several years before uh, we get to what we want, but we'll for sure do quick wins uh, as we go. Yeah. And am I right in understanding that you're looking to improve the delivery for the consumers from the, the time of ordering to the time of receiving their order? Was that something you're saying is a focus for you? Yes, exactly. We, okay. we want to... Yes. Speed all the whole actual delivery so that they can say, you know, I'm having people for dinner tonight. So let me order the um, recommended wine that suits our, our particular group. And it comes super quickly. Yeah. Correct. Got it. Got it. Fantastic. And the inventory piece, I think, is very interesting as well, Naveen. And I know it's complex again, because typically that would sit in a very different technology stack. But it sounds like you guys have, um, I suppose, first of all, amazing demand from the customers. And um, so when there is a rock star product, for example, I know from time to time, there are ones that people are literally going, where can I buy that bottle of wine that I've seen on a TV channel, for example, because I know you guys do some some great work on TV. So, so how are you getting on with that visibility of the inventory? Because I think that's also super powerful to drive customers to feeling really happy with their experience in SAQ. No, absolutely. We have, it's a TV show uh, people listen to, Salut, Bonjour. And um, in fact, yeah, so we have Philippe Lapéry when he talks about uh, his recommendation for, for this week, uh, people go crazy and, and they want to go to the stores to get it. But the first thing they do is they check on the application. Where yeah. can I find that? And I have to say, this is where it could be challenging from a technology perspective when you have everyone at the same time go in and search for that product so yeah. uh, we had to we had to change a bit uh, <laughs> some of the ways to operate this so that uh, you know we wouldn't crash everything but uh, right yeah. now we have it under control amazing so i can see why the it team are your best friends in the company huh Absolutely. IT teams and then uh, the business intelligence team with uh, which we, you know, yeah. without having all that data insight, we wouldn't yeah. be able to be where we are right now. Incredible. So what does the future hold, Naveen, then for the Inspire program? Well, like I said, we continually look for ways to add new feature to the Inspire program and mm -hmm. increase also customer benefits. So mm -hmm. we do have a three-year roadmap 
and and it's a long list. So I think you'll need to invite me again, Paula. <laughs> totally. Oh my God, Naveen. You know, I mean, this is such a powerful story. I'm like, I want to stay up to date when everything happens. <laughs> Very good. Oh, super, super. No, we definitely will. Um, so I guess that's all I wanted to to ask today in terms of, you know, helping our audience understand for the first time, first of all, the the the, the power of the SAQ brand and the breadth in terms of the service it offers for um, people across the whole state and how powerful the Inspire program is and the dramatic journey of transformation that you've taken the business on in terms of going from that mass market marketing into this beautifully personalized experience that's obviously delivering such incredible value and allowing you to uh, to give back to the government and uh, such an incredible contribution. So tell us what would you say in terms of your words of wisdom now, thinking about this audience of loyalty marketing professionals around the world who probably wish they were, you know, as far as you are on their journey uh, with their omni-channel and personalization. So tell us a bit about maybe your advice for people who are listening. Well, um, so I, it's not the first um, client relationship program uh, I work with. Uh, I've, I've had uh, previously, uh, I was um, handling also, I was at EMEA uh, with Aeroplan and Loyalty One with Airmiles. So, but in general, uh, with those three programs, if you're looking uh, to launch uh, a program, I have maybe three key elements to keep in mind. Okay. And the first one, which is super important, is to have your executive management uh, on board with the project, mm -hmm. uh, because this is an enterprise project that will impact every single department. So you want to make sure uh, they're aware of it. And then when it's time that they would, you know, give uh, the information uh, to their team so that everyone works towards uh, the same goal. Mm hmm. Okay. So that's the first one. The yeah. second one, I'm going to go back to making sure you have the appropriate uh, amount of money to invest in technology and resources. Honestly, if we want to move forward and, and be able to have that sophistication, you do need uh, you do need those funds. And whether you have it in-house or externally, it doesn't matter. The important thing is that you have access to it. Mm. And then the third one uh, that, uh, you know, we, we often use uh, in different meetings or projects, uh, we always say at SEQ, walk before you run. Ah, uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, when we launched the program, of course, uh, we're very ambitious and we wanted to have all the personalized feature right from the start. Yeah. But uh, in reality, we, we did have to scale back and work with the minimum viable product. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, we would never launch. So, okay. uh, so, so, so that's really important. And in a way also it gives you room for improvement. So it allows you to continuously enhance the program and it gives you also the ability to take the time to listen to what the customer want. And mm -hmm. in that case, you can adjust accordingly. Yeah. So, um, 
so so that's what I would say. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And actually, I remember somebody gave me um, very similar advice, particularly on the last point, Naveen. And it was an article I was I was reading and it talked about, you know, if your ambition, for example, is to uh, to create a business selling wedding cakes, then the very first step is to bake like a cupcake. Like that whole idea of a simple, minimum viable product rather than trying to go and, and bake the wedding cake and do everything. It's just just too complex. And I think loyalty professionals, as you said, we're all so excited, so ambitious, and we know the difference we can make. But at the end of the day, you've got to take everyone on the journey. And I feel that that is, of course, the senior management. And please, God, they are all fully aligned, of course, and giving us the investment that we need. But you need to take the IT team, of course, on the same journey. But even the customer, like if you if you suddenly launch something that's super sophisticated, I think people can get overly confused. So I love that idea of um, walk before you can run, uh, build something that uh, gives you an opportunity to, to, to flex and change and be flexible along the way. But at least you can start demonstrating that if they give you the information about what they like, that you're going to give it back to them in a way that's meaningful. Absolutely. Super. Well, Naveen, I have to say, as I said, I'm I'm really impressed by the um, the full transformation. Um, I know we hope to meet again um, at the next Comark User Group. Um, I think the next one might be in Poland, so I'm certainly hoping to be there. I'm not sure your plans, but otherwise, there's an open invitation to uh, to have SAQ back on the show to tell us um, all about uh, your your updates as we progress. So, is there anything else you wanted to mention, Naveen, before we wrap up? Just that it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Paola. Yes. Oh, you're so kind. Well, listen, as I said, loved the conversation. Is it okay for people to reach out to you, for example, on LinkedIn, Naveen, if they want to connect and get any more details on your program? It will be my pleasure. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. We'll make sure to link to that then in the show notes. So with all of that said, Naveen Barakat, CRM and Brand Loyalty with SAQ. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 500 executives in 38 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.